Hello, America, and welcome to it. The impeachment trial begins today. Yay! In the Senate, they're going to swear uh, John Roberts in. He is the Supreme Court justice uh, and the head of the Supreme Court, if you will. He's been summoned over to the Senate. He's coming. He's going to be sworn in. His next thing will then to seat all of the seven senators and have them take an oath that they're going to be fair and impartial uh, over the next few weeks. It should take two weeks if no witnesses. It will take five or six weeks if there are witnesses. But every senator must be seated, must remain, and cannot use their telephone, any electronics, nothing, while they're seated in the Senate. And they can't speak even. Oh, this is this is like a dream come true. <laughs> Uh, We'll give you the update on that, and we're going to the phones and Virginians, hearing from Virginians about what's really going on with their House, their Senate, their legislature, and and, uh, the governor that just declared Monday a state of of emergency to stop all these gun-toting hillbillies from coming in uh, and having a, a rally there on the Capitol steps. We go to Virginia in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So in Virginia, the the state house and legislature has been taken over by Democrats. You also have a Democrat who is the governor who was really saved by his party, even though he was in blackface. And I mean, he said some crazy crazy things about abortion they saved him well now he owes them uh and his opinions i'm sure on the second amendment are personally uh, you know the exact opposite of many americans who believe in the constitution well they are using all of their power there in uh in virginia uh now that they have taken over because of the population of northern virginia which is basically the suburb of Washington, D.C. I mean, the only thing that separates Virginia from Washington, D.C. is the Lincoln Memorial and the river. When you see that shot of the Lincoln Memorial with Lincoln sitting in it from so it's, you know, from the front of the Lincoln Memorial, what's behind it is Virginia. Uh, You know, that bridge that crosses over that, you know, JFK uh, came over. They brought his body to Arlington that bridge brings you right to Arlington, Virginia. So this huge population uh, in Virginia is right there in Washington, D.C., and that's now starting to control the rest of Virginia, which is nothing like Washington, D.C. And the people are being disenfranchised. Uh, They have met in their townships. They've met uh, all across the state, and they have decided that they are going to be a sanctuary city if the if the Democrats who now control the state start to put in these crazy laws. And, well, the state doesn't like that. So they were going to have a big rally in a place called Capitol Square right there in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, and uh, it was a peaceful gathering just to let their voices be heard on Martin Luther King Day. That's Monday. So what happens? Last night, the governor, remember the guy in blackface, uh, the governor, I don't, was he in blackface last night when he made this? 
Not uh, sure. I think it's I think it's only on uh, Tuesdays and Fridays. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, he came out without the blackface and said, "This is um, uh, this is not going to be tolerated." You know, we have we have violence coming our way, white supremacists, uh, and so there are no guns that are allowed on Capitol Square. And he he pulled that off by declaring a state of emergency. So. There may be credible threats. I don't know. There may be credible threats, but not from the majority of people of Virginia that are coming to this rally. There are people that feel disenfranchised by their government, that they're not being listened to. So how do people in Virginia explain this? How do they feel what's going to happen on Monday? I want to open up the phones to you because America needs to hear from Virginia and they need to hear from the Virginians who are going through this because most of America doesn't know anything about this story and it could be a wildfire by Monday night. I hope it is not. I don't think it will be, but it could be Kirby in Virginia. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Hey, I'm a a Richmond second amendment Patriot and I'm going to be there as a Patriot and a citizen I wanted to address the Antifa, the carrying of guns, and the credible threat. Go ahead. Uh, I'll say it real quick. Uh, yeah, Richmond Seven Hills Antifa. I read their uh, post, and they're they're basically saying they were against the initial uh, the initial gun bans, as well as what Ralph is doing, because they say they need the guns to protect themselves in the future from Nazis. Now, whether you believe them or not, that's another story. But you can look them up. There's Seven Hills. So they're Antifa not actually they're not actually causing trouble for you. They're no, they are going to be joining or are they going to be having their separate joining? They they don't say anything about what they're going to do that day. They're just saying they're against the gun ban. okay, because they believe it protects the politicians and their people. You know, I guess minorities. Yeah. uh, Anybody they represent that they think the Nazis could harm need guns to stop Nazis. When Nazis, I guess, take over, I don't know. Or, or I'm just telling you, you can read it on you can read it on their page. Uh, right. It's a statement they made right after they were banned by Facebook for a month. Okay. So I don't know. Kirby, thank you. Uh, for, uh, go well, ahead, you finish. Well, go ahead. Well, well, no, yeah, I want to say one more thing. Uh, the VL, uh, the VC, uh, the Virginia Citizens Defense League had said from the beginning, no long guns. And most of the people, and I, and I'm real in touch with a lot of the people that are pro Second Amendment. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna go and be behind the lines. They're not gonna cross over, but they are gonna okay. bring their guns because we've always brought our guns. Yeah. And the other thing is, um, uh, yeah, I'm against the, of course, the the gun bans and the Capitol grounds prohibition and all that. I think it's just uh, uh, terrible. But there are some credible threats. I've actually seen them on Facebook where guys were saying they were gonna go armed and. And, you know, take the governor out. So, I mean, I've actually seen this stuff. Okay, so that's it. So that's and is that part of the the citizen defense uh, league? No, 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 no. They're just random people. Okay, who are rabble rousers that are saying, yeah, let's go armed and get them. Yeah, I I, I actually told these guys, you don't No, no, that's wrong. We want to be peaceful. We want to be armed, but peaceful. We want to show America that we are not the crazies that the liberals are making us out to be. If you go in there armed and try to take out the governor, then that's going to destroy the Second Amendment forever. So uh, I know that's not what you're I know. I know exactly what you're saying, Kirby, and I appreciate it. Um, and, and you're exactly right. Uh, and 
stay way away from anybody who is, and you're doing the right thing, stay way away from anybody who is like that. They are not the Constitution's and, friend. And anyone who says something like that should be immediately reported to authorities. Yeah. Uh, yes. Be clear. Uh, that's obviously, I mean, you know, what, you know, the whole point of this is the Second Amendment is not used for those types of reasons and is not used to make threats against people it's it's used to protect us right i mean it is it is our god-given right to be able to protect ourselves um and so certainly an effective uh, rally and messaging of that point does not include uh, you know the crazy people which of course there are a few there are always are people are saying all sorts of crap online um but yeah i mean you see anything like that that's obviously something you should report yeah because also the people who say that online um, they're either dumb as a box of rocks because that should be reported and will be reported. And so now they're watched. Thank God. Um, however, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they also may claim to be something they're not. I don't know if you know yeah. this, but internet, the people on the internet, not necessarily always honest about who they are. What? Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure? Sal in Virginia. Welcome. Hey, Glenn. Yes, thanks for taking my call. Uh, lifelong Henrico County resident. Uh, guns are part of this, but I think you guys are missing the bigger story. Okay. What's going on here is this is the results of people not voting in elections. Besides this total gun grab, they've also passed out of committee. Uh, you know, you used to be able to recall the governor with 10% of the vote and via petition. And they passed increasing that number from 10 to 25 percent. They're uh, changing the term limits from a governor from one term to two terms. They're also changing the way the governor's elected. So instead, by popular vote in Virginia, they want to do it by who wins the most congressional districts. And we all know which way that leans, especially with northern Virginia. The other thing they want to do, excuse me, is they want to change our electoral college votes from Mm -hmm. the way it's normally run to the national popular vote. This is a complete and total power grab by the left, sponsored for and paid for by Michael Bloomberg and George Soros. So shame on all you people, all my fellow right-wing people who didn't go out and vote in November. This is what happens when you don't vote. That is a... Uh, a great perspective that I don't think Americans have heard. Thank you, Sal. Let's go to Jake. Hi, Jake. You're in Virginia. What's up? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm actually in Charlottesville, Virginia, and uh, I uh, was born and raised here. And, um, you know, my family, grandparents, we grew up living off the land, you know, uh, yeah, just, just for them to eat. And um, myself as an early kid as well, and um, still to this day. My thing is, is you know, there's a rumor around here as well, you know, saying miners can't hunt anymore in Virginia. Uh, I don't know exactly if that's true, but that's the word going around here. Um, hmm. And just like the other call, just like the other caller said, you know, we we did this to ourselves. You know, we we weren't paying attention and. I, I'm one of those people I regret to say, you know, and uh, now look, here we are now. And um, it, it's really disheartening. Um, you know, all my friends and family, you know, we're for guns. Um, we've never had a, a bad, you know, gun incident or anything like that. Um, we simply just like to shoot guns at the range and, uh, you know, hunt deer, turkey, um, 
you know, and put a good old meal on the table. And the people who don't actually uh, hunt for their food around here, they're all very curious and uh, open to it. You know, it's a uh, it's a big thing for us. And um, you know, and uh, to go on to my next point, if that's all right, you know, um, do you think that you know the governor or whoever is going to you know uh, call? Uh, you know, white supremacists and people to be there to cause conflict? Do you think they want conflict there? Um, I think, Jake, I think it's um, it's uh, not helpful to uh, speculate uh, as you get close to an event like this. Um, You can look in history and you can look at the uh, for instance, I uh, I I would go to the Bernie Sanders uh, supporter uh, that has just been relieved, uh, just been, uh, you know, exposed by Project Veritas as someone who says, we're going to go to Milwaukee and we're going to burn it down to the ground. If there's trouble with Bernie Sanders, we're going to, I mean, this, they're going to, we're going to make 1968 look like a picnic in Milwaukee. Um, okay. Well, that's just one guy that's saying that, but there are those supporters that think like that. Um, and, and in Virginia, you should know that because one of Bernie Sanders supporters, uh, went and tried to shoot the Republican members of Congress and and almost killed one uh, and could have killed all of them uh, if 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 God I think hadn't had some divine providence on our uh, on our country that day uh, we could have had a real tragedy and that was a guy who was a low level staffer of of Bernie Sanders there are people to quote Batman that or actually. Um, uh alfred there are people that just want to watch the world burn all righty welcome welcome to the uh to the program so Stu, yes mr beck <laughs> what is going to happen in the next two weeks uh, it's incredible all the stuff that's piling up it's nuts you have uh, the impeachment starting today mm-hmm. that goes on for a while, you and that, that that includes: Are we going to hear from new witnesses? Are yep. we going to get the whistleblower? Mm-hmm. You know, what's this Lev Parnes? Uh, is that how you say his name? Yeah. Uh, what about that? That's incredible too. I mean, that's something that's you know huge on the left today. Rachel Maddow did an interview with him last night. Yeah. He was the Giuliani associate who was arrested at the airport. If you remember this, mm-hmm. uh, he's turned on Trump, flipped on him, and, and remember, now remember. He was the guy that the uh, Democrats said uh, is so dishonest, is so yeah. dis- uh, corrupt. Rudy Giuliani had to be corrupt because no one would, in their right mind would listen to him, blah, 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 blah. Now they're all listening to him. Oh, of course. Because he, I mean, some of the evidence is downright laughable. Like a notepad, he wrote a note to himself about something uh, on his hotel notepad, and there's a picture of it floating around. It's like, all right, anybody could do that about anything. Some of the messages that he was exchanging with people are very strange, strange and very we strange. need to know what they mean. Yep. Uh, there's no tie. Uh, uh, there's no reason or I should say there's no evidence at all to tie Trump or Giuliani to these activities. Uh, just, and we don't even know what those activities are saying. They're just, yeah. yeah. And they're so anyway. Yeah. So anyway, that's, all a, that. that's, that's, that's going on. You've got um, uh, the Iowa caucus, which is February 3rd. Um, you have the Super Bowl, which is February second. You have you the have State of the, the State Union, of the Union February fourth, fourth. It's a day okay. after the Iowa caucus. Unbelievable! All of this stuff going on all at once, 
I, I feel like we your ca- birthday on the 9th, my birthday on the 10th. Stu does America starting on February 4th. I mean, this is crazy. It's almost it's an <laughs> it's embarrassment of riches. Too much. <laughs> it's funny, though, because every single day I feel like I come in and I'm just like, gosh, this news cycle is out of control. And I realized that I'm saying that compared to like yesterday, which I also said it was out of control. <laughs> and the day before, for, that was also been out of control. saying for at least eight years, or at least 12 years. <laughs> just every day. Every it, gets, day. it escalates every and escalates day. and escalates. Yeah. And then we're about to go into this election. I mean, you know, the election, you watch the Bernie Warren no, no, no. stuff. Forget, for, forget about just the, just the election overall. Mm-hmm. Just let's take out one, one week, and that is the Democratic election in Wisconsin. I mean, just the co- the, mm. uh, the the not the conference, but the convention yeah. in Wisconsin, where you have a Bernie Sanders person saying, "If they screw with him, we're gonna burn that city to the ground." And look, the Bernie Sanders <laughs> people have a legitimate argument at times that they're being screwed with. They also see it everywhere, whether it's there or not. Yeah. So they're gonna those types of people, the people who are gonna you know are talking about turning this into 1968 again or worse, those people are gonna find uh, the trouble with Bernie Sanders anyway. This is going to be it's going to be a scary time, scary year. Let's just make it to 2021. You're listening to Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Um we're talking about two things today, impeachment in just about 25 minutes. Uh John Roberts has been summoned uh over to the Senate. The Senate is going to have him come in along with the Sergeant of Arms. Uh and they are going to uh, seat him, swear him in, uh, and then the next thing that will happen, I think this is at 2 p.m., uh, he will then seat the senators. All of the senators have to be seated. There is no excuse for the senators being gone. Um, they'll have all of their electronics uh, taken away from them on the floor of the Senate. They'll be sworn in, sworn that they have to do their duty for God and their country. And they have to be impartial uh, during this trial uh, and uh, try to serve justice. Uh, You know, good luck on that. They can't speak during the trial. They can't text. They can't do anything. They can't ask any questions. And then the next thing that will happen, and it may start as soon as tomorrow, but probably on Monday uh, or Tuesday because of the Martin Luther King holiday, uh, we'll have the trial, and that will last about three days. Um, the the Democrats in the House, uh, the House managers, if you will, they're now the prosecutors of this, and they will go and step in front of the Senate, and they will have 24 uh, hours to make their case. Now, that's 24 hours, not in a row, so they'll just the clock starts, and they have 24 hours to make their case. So it's probably about three days, four days that they'll make their case. Then the president's team uh, has the same opportunity to answer that. Then, after that, they will vote on any additional witnesses. If there are no witnesses, it will then go right to a, a verdict, uh, and the Senate will play the jury, and they will have to. You'll have to have sixty-seven votes to remove the president from office. Highly, highly, highly unlikely. Uh, you. For the vote on the witnesses, it only needs 51-49. If the Democrats want to go there, then they open that can of worms, and uh, you will see the whistleblower and everybody else being called, which I hope happens, because I think this all needs to be exposed. 
it's my understanding that Bill Barr is working on all of these things, and there is going to be an expose of biblical proportions uh, on the Justice Department and what happened with this, with the whistleblower and everything else uh, coming uh, this spring or summer. I'll believe it when I see it, but that's what I've heard. Now, the other story is coming out of Virginia, and they're having a a big, I wouldn't say it's a rally, it's a, it's a gathering of constitutionally-minded people uh, that say enough is enough on this gun grab, but there's more to that story than just a gun grab. And, you know, let me take Mary first, because uh, she's focused on this, I believe. Mary, go ahead. Uh, yes. Hi. I'm in Prince William County, Virginia. Mm. Um, yes, the the gun grab is a big issue here in Prince William. We actually had a board meeting last Tuesday, and we had a snowstorm last Tuesday, and people were in the county board of supervisors despite the snowstorm, and they tabled their vote because they were afraid to go forward. But the Democrat Party in Virginia. Democrats are not afraid to wield their power when they have it, yeah. unlike Republicans. Right. And so they're looking at introducing SB 399, which is a presidential elector vote, which is making the national vote, the national popular vote compact. Yep. yep. And, you know, the, the Democrats just, as soon as they get power, that's it. Now, the, the Republican Party in Prince William County shot itself in the foot. And so the, nobody, there's nobody to blame but the Republican Party in Prince William, because Prince William, the Republicans were cocky, and they went after a board member on our board of supervisors who wouldn't always play ball with them. He was a Republican, and when they would want to vote to raise taxes, he would vote against them, huh. and they decided to try to get rid of him. Smart. So Corey Stewart... <laughs> The, you, he was a national figure, of course. I think you may remember mm-hmm. him from the Trump campaign. Mm-hmm. Corey stepped down, which, thank God he did, because that's a whole other story. Mm. <laughs> but uh, the board member that was going to run for his seat decided, along with some other board members, to try to get rid of the county supervisor on our end of the county. And people came out in droves. And as a result, when this guy was running to take Corey's place, he lost, and the person that ran instead was not an ideal candidate. But we have not only the Democrats wielding power, but we have what one of your um, other radio hosts calls the Republican wing of the Democrat Party operating mm-hmm. here in Prince William County. Yes. We also have a whole lot of people from New York and New Jersey and Massachusetts who go, oh, wow, look at how cheap it is compared to where we live. And they move down here and they vote for the same crap. So Northern Virginia, it's not just that it's a suburb of D.C. It is also that we have all these people fleeing other states, but they come down here and they vote the same way as well. Okay. It's it's a perfect storm in the state of Virginia. And uh, I hope that there are not any flashpoints on Monday and that everything remains calm and peaceful. And I hope that if the people who are the constitutionalists are provoked, that they remain calm and don't give the Democrat Party what they want, which is a big flashpoint. Thank you very much, Mary. And I would go farther than hope. I pray that that doesn't happen. And I would suggest that the good people of Virginia pray hard uh, this weekend. And even their churches perhaps have a fast 
uh, for uh, this upcoming peaceful rally. Tim in Virginia, where are you calling from, Tim? Yes, I, I'm actually, uh, I work in Richmond, Virginia, okay. and we're from Chester, Virginia, which is about 20 miles south okay. of the city. All right. Um, so my husband and myself will be at the rally on Monday, and we are bringing our 15-year-old son with us. Mm-hmm. And we went to the, I've never been involved in anything like this before. I do have a concealed hand, uh, handgun permit. And we went to the Chesterfield County Board of Supervisors meeting uh, before Christmas, I believe. And um, our board wouldn't even take a vote, even though they knew that we were going to be, that the people that uh, the gun rights activists were going to be there and were asking for a vote. And they wouldn't even take a vote. And finally, last week, they went ahead and made Chesterfield County, a sanctuary city, and the chief of police actually sent out a letter to the gun rights activists and thanked them for the peaceful rally, for there was not a scrap of paper, not a bit of dust so it is. that was left behind when we yeah. left. And so we're going because, you know, I'm a mom of two boys, mm-hmm. and I don't appreciate being told that I'm not going to be allowed to protect myself or my children. So. Tim. That's why we're going. Uh, Tim, I uh, appreciate that. I hope to be uh, joining you and at least uh, relaying what's happening to the rest of America on Monday. So um, pray for peace and uh, and strength. Thank you so much, Tim. I appreciate it. You know, I, I'm, I'm having the feeling, Stu, that uh, a good American rah-rah <laughs> renewal session on July 4th is going to be perfectly timed because, man, I think we're going to need it by the time we get to July 4th. Well, I mean, you, you talked about the Democratic uh, uh, convention convention, and all this, the stuff they're, you know, trying to bring on these Bernie people uh, who, and again, I have not seen any evidence that the guy's been fired for saying that gulags were mm. good and we're going to bring people to the streets and light them on fire. Uh, for some reason, I guess he's still employed, at least as far as we know. But that is one week, I think, after your event in in Gettysburg. Uh, Gettysburg. So, I mean, it will be well-timed, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we're gathering in Gettysburg uh, for an event called Restoring the Covenant. And it is like-minded people coming together and making a covenant with God that we will be his people and we will act that way. We need his protection. Uh, and so it's a, it's a prayerful uh, day, but an incredible uh, weekend. And we would love for you to come and bring your family. It's in Gettysburg. If you've never been to Gettysburg, you have to. If you come and you're just like, I just want to spend the you know Fourth of July at the event. Please go to downtown Gettysburg. If you live anywhere around Gettysburg, I don't know why people don't go. I lived in Philadelphia and I never went, and I don't know why. It's one of the coolest little towns and these little shops and history is everywhere. Um, but uh, uh, join us in Gettysburg, July fourth. To restore the covenant and there's all kinds of packages you can come it's absolutely free it's five dollars to reserve a spot uh for you because we have a, a significant cap on how many people can come uh because there's only so many roads in and out and i'm counting them now it's uh one uh and so uh we don't want to cause any problems in the city or anything else so there's only about thirty thousand uh picnic blankets available and we would love for you to attend, but go to glenbeck.com slash restore and reserve your place. It is going to be 
a weekend of history, of celebration, of uh, of breakout sessions during the day, of fun things to do, uh, and a fireworks that I think you'll never, ever forget with your family. It's Restoring the Covenant. Go to glennbeck.com slash restore and plan on joining us July 4th, this coming July 4th in Gettysburg. All right, welcome to the uh, welcome to the program. Um, you know, it's it's amazing. I I have a I have a few things that I want to share with you tomorrow that we just haven't had a chance to do it. Um, some of the things that um, people are starting to really disconnect from the news. Uh, they're starting to disconnect from Washington. Um, the low information voters, there was just a uh, John, John Fabro, uh, not the movie guy, but the podcast guy. Yeah, the former speechwriter for Obama, right? Yeah. yeah. He just did a survey, and we'll get into this tomorrow. Uh, and he did a study in, I think, four different cities of low information Democratic voters. And they can't name any of the candidates. They, they, they're not paying attention at all. And they're, they're, you know, they're just sick of the Democrats. They're not paying attention to the impeachment. They're not just, they're not doing it. Um, they don't necessarily like Trump, but they don't like anybody there. People are being disenfranchised everywhere. And, um, that has to, that has to turn the corner, but the government, just like Brexit, Brexit ended, you know, fairly nicely, um, where there wasn't an uprising, but the the government was forced to listen to the people. I don't think this government has any clue on either side how sick and tired they are of all of them, all of them, mm. and the media. The media was... I go through this the study that he put out yesterday, and it the media with the left, nobody's paying attention to them. They just don't believe them anymore. That's bizarre. It really is. So who are they serving? Yeah. Can I also uh, admit that for at least a month, I was convinced. I or I thought that it was John Favreau from the movies. <laughs> And I was like, gosh, this guy, because he's super mega liberal. I mean, he's built a great podcast business and, yeah, and everything. Yeah, but he, yeah. like, he's a, you know, an, an insane, like, left-wing Obama person. Right. And I was just like, God, the, the, the guy from Elf? Like, he directed <laughs> Elf, and now he's doing this? For like a good month. Yeah. Until I realized they were totally different people. Yeah, totally different people. I mean, he might be very, very liberal. Yeah, I don't want to know about it. And he's busy with Baby Yoda. And don't call him Baby Yoda, by the way. Have you heard that controversy? No. Uh, John Favreau, the other one, the movie guy, uh, has not announced what the name of that baby is, and I guess it's a big deal. It's coming out next season, mm-hmm. uh, and he's just like, "Don't call him Baby Yoda because it's not Baby Yoda." Well, because the timeline's wrong. right? Timeline's wrong. Yeah, yeah. I gotta but say, it's like, supposed it's, to be a cool reveal. People talking so much about Baby Yoda has has really ruined this for me, though. Like, I've, I watched the first episode, and you know, oh. again, here's the big reveal. It's Baby Yoda, right? Like that's the whole point of the episode. No, so now I'm like, all this is about is the guy I've already been. I've already no, seen. It's, no, uh, you're gonna you're, you can make it to it the end. Make it to the end of the season, okay. and I think you'll be interested in it. Um, what a promise that is, huh? <laughs> uh, today on television, we have I don't know. I think a pretty big guest, don't you think, Stu? Yeah, I think so too. Carter Page. 
It's going to be on. Carter Page, Carter Page, Carter Page. Why do I know that name? Basically, the justification for the beginning of the Mueller uh, investigation, the justification yeah. for the initial uh, surveillance. Uh, you know, he was the guy that was supposedly over in Russia coordinating for the Trump campaign with Russians, even though he wasn't with the Trump campaign when they got the actual right. warrant. Right, and weird. all of the stuff they told the FISA court was a lie, uh, and they doctored evidence. Yeah. I mean, they destroyed this guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested to hear, to hear what he has to say about this. Oh yeah, I want to. I want to hear what he has to say about the whole ordeal. But I'm more interested in what is it like to have FISA come after you and you're innocent. You're listening to Glenn.